0: I mean, it's obvious God has a special plan for my life. Why did my brothers do this to me? I only did what my father asked for. A dream has come true. I mean, it's not nice to be sold as a slave by your own brothers. But here, yeah, it's okay. I'm dying here. Because I did everything right. Didn't I learn my lessons when my brothers sold me a slave? dying because of them. God, your thoughts and plans are so much higher than mine.
1: The new series title is From Dream to Destiny, actually. And the title is The Pride Test. And I want to start with the the story of Joseph from the Old Testament. I have to be honest, I love Joseph because... The Bible says the favor of God was with him, and that's a very cool thing because if God with you, then everything goes very very well. And I created a graphic for you guys because Joseph had a dream, and there's a moment when God gives you a dream or a vision or a calling. What happened usually? We creating an image. We are creating like an image. How would like would like would uh, how would it look like? Would like how? Will it look like in the future? That's why I need the English lessons, I tell you. How will it look like in the in the future? And this is always like a destiny. And here's the thing: from the dream to destiny was 13 years. 13 years Joseph had a dream and some ideas how the dream would look like. But behind the, the the destiny, there were 13 years of tests. And a test looks like a roller coaster, you can see it on a screen, goes up and down and up and down and down and up. If you're overthinking, I'm the only person who faced some tests, you're not the only person. Because Joseph faced 10 tests in 13 years, and he was quite a little bit shocked. Here is a, on the list are ten the 10 tests that Joseph faced in his life. And here's a good story. All the 10 tests he faced, he passed. And that's a very important thing because he could run away, right? He could give up or he could say, God, I'm stubborn. I don't like the test and I will not be a part of it. He could run away. But here is the story. Joseph passed all the 10 tests. And this is a word game. Out of every test, every test in your life becomes, after a while, a testimony. A testimony. And the testimony are those things you share with other people and it, it moves your heart and gives you faith that everything is actually possible with God Almighty. When we speak about test, usually the Swiss people, the German people, we go crazy or we don't like the word test. Test reminds me about my school. Always after summer break, you are going to school Monday morning, what the teacher is doing? Test. Always test. Test means for us the teacher is angry. Teacher doesn't like that we had vocation, right? But the test, in the eyes of God, it's actually a blessing. And here's one of the best illustrations about test about Michelangelo, a very famous guy. He created a very famous statue, David. When you see David, everybody was asking, how was that possible? Out of one marble, he created the David statue. How was that possible? And Michelangelo gave an amazing statement. He said, when I looked up at the marble, I just chipped everything away. I chipped everything away that didn't belong to David. And that's actually the image of a test. With other words, God chips everything away from us that didn't belong to us. And a good illustration is actually this heart because every test has something to do with my heart. For example, sometimes in my heart it's a little bit pride, especially when you're Swiss people, we are very proud because you're Swiss people. If you're living in Switzerland, you're figuring out this in one day. Swiss people, they believe we are the real deal. That's right? Yeah, come on, don't be shy. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have fear in our heart, insecurity, egoism, and God leads us into a test and he chips away the pride in our heart, right? He chips away the fear in our heart. He chips away the insecurity in our heart and he chips away the egoism in our heart and all of a sudden, after 13 years, the heart of David is like pure gold, beautiful gold, beautiful character, and everybody will say, Wow, this man is really another level. But 13 years God worked on the heart of Joseph. That means God is also in the same working process to chip things out from our hearts. Let's go into the story a little bit of Joseph. And when I studied that a little bit, I said to myself, this guy was actually in the beginning, strange. Are you ready? Genesis chapter 13, verse 2b. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the son of his father's wife, Bilah and Silap. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Can I hear a hallelujah? That's not even a hallelujah. This is not good. This is not nice. This is not fair. I had in my school some people. They also reported my teacher things we did. And I said to him, that's not smart. When the winter arrives, there was a small lake. We will throw you with all the clothes into the lake. And before you die, we help you out. And we did that with the grace of God, of course. And after that, he was an easy guy. Joseph had something. You don't do that. That's that's not smart. That's not even international smart. Genesis chapter 37, uh, 3 to 4. And now comes another challenge. Jacob, this was his father, loved Joseph more than any of his other children, because Joseph has been born to him in his old age. I mean, that's not the problem of the brothers. I mean, if if the father has a boy when he's old, it's his problem. But for the problem uh, brothers, it was a big deal. So one day Jacob had a specific gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They could not say any kind word to him. They were not happy about Joseph. Here's the third thing. He gave bad reports. He got a special robe and nobody was super happy. And now comes the clue of all the clues. In verse 5 and 6. But one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it. this is the thing. God spoke to Joseph in a dream. And that's a good thing. God gave him a vision. God gave him a purpose. God gave him a calling. This is amazing. God speaks often dreams. You know why? because it's the moment you're quiet. (laughs) That's often the only chance that God has. But here's the thing. Joseph was not nice to his brothers. They were jealous to him. And then God gives him a destiny. Why could not keep Joseph that dream for himself? Like when Mary gets the word from God, he kept that word in her heart. But Joseph was a little bit stupid. And he said, Listen to this dream, he said. And everybody was super shocked. Here is a little bit of background of Joseph's character in a very funny story clip video.
0: What's happening? Daddy was always on my side. I didn't choose this dream. I mean, it's obvious. God has a special plan for my life. Joseph, the prince. Joseph, the counselor. Not everyone can be as gifted as me. At the end, it's because they have another mother. Sorry, guys. Nobody can blame me that I am in the favor of God and in the favor of my father and my mother and the stars and the sun and the whole world. I'm a really
1: nice guy. Can you imagine you are the brother of Joseph? Can you imagine you are the brother of Joseph? That's not funny. And I want to read you a little bit out about the dream he shared with his brother. And the attitude behind sharing was super, super proud. Genesis chapter 37, verse 7 to 11. A bit, a bit longer Bible verse. We were out in the field, Joseph said, tying up bundles of grain. suddenly my bundle stood up. And your bundles are gathered around and bowed low before mine. Guys, is that a problem for you? Can you imagine? Is that a problem for you? His brother responded, So, you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. And the way, listen... The way he talked about them. It's not the dream, the way he talked and shared the dream. Soon, Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brother about it. Listen, I have had another dream. He said, the sun, the moon, and the 11 star bowed low before me. Is this a problem for you guys? Huh? Can I hear an amen, hallelujah, are you with me? They said, no, we are not with you. You are a flipping crazy brother. They were jealous. This time he told the dream to his father as well and to his brothers, but his fathers called him. What kind of dream is that? He asked, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come bow down, grounded before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his fathers wondered, what the dream meant. And here's the thing. It's not a smart thing if your brothers are hating you already. If you're something super special, you do nothing. You are favored by his father, by God, by everything. And he created jealousy among his brothers. Now, a guy asked this question, why does people do that? Why are you doing that? There are three reasons you, ha- you, act, you act like Joseph. There's always a desire of praise. The recognition often people they want to be praised, or you have a desire to be a part of something greater, or there's a desire to be a part of God's history. But in First Peter, the Bible says, The pride people God will resist, and here actually Joseph had the challenge because the dream was from God and he heard the thing right, but the hard the attitude was super, super crazy. That's why when God speaks to you, you don't need that. You don't need that, right? But you can fall in another thing. I see this often in churches, like Christians. Inferiority. oh, I am not good, but God is good. I can sing, but God is the worshiper. I am not smart, but God is smart. I am humble. I can do nothing. I am nothing. I am humble. And I'm not happy the way I look, about my hair, about my style, but I serve my God, the King. Have you ever met people like this? It looks super humble, but in the end of the day, it's the same thing. Being super proud or inferiority is actually the same roots. With other words, that's not even a good position. I want to make this message very simple and very clear. I want to ask Tom Lime on the stage, our worship leader, Tom. So, Tom, um, I, want, I, want, I, want to, I want to explain this a little bit. Make it, I want to make it very simple. For example, you are, the vers- you are the worship leader. You're doing an outstanding, awesome job. And now, can you imagine? I come to you and I say, Adam, hey thank you so much for uh, the worship um, moment. It, when you are, when you worship with your whole team, I can feel and sense the presence of God. Yeah. no, you know it, it wasn't me. Really <laughs> thank you. I say nothing anymore. Have you ever had people like this? Thank you so much. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not me. No, no. It's the Lord. Have you? I just said to him, thank you so much. The answer is always, no problem, anytime. Have you ever met people that are singing crazy wrong? Say, oh, it wasn't me, it's God. <laughs> or let's go to the other side. I say, hey Tom, thank you so much for the worship session. It was really awesome. You stand there and say, oh my gosh, I say nothing anymore. It's better to be quiet and neutral like Swiss people. Saying nothing is already too much. <laughs> Germany, they have a slogan. If you say nothing, it's already too much. I mean, look, here's the thing. Your heart beats fast, but God can turn your heart off. And then you were the worship leader. Yeah, no. To being pride is not good. In socks. And here is the right position. This is the position of Joseph, where God wants to lead us. I say, Tom, thank you so much for the worship time. It was super, super awesome. Thank you so much, Leo. I appreciate that. And thank you for your leadership and for setting us free. Wow, my heart starts to melt. You You see the difference? The difference? The difference? Different means God has gifted you, has given you some talents. This is just God has given to you. Embrace the talent. Say thanks to God and make the best out of it and be really, really positive and thankful. And this is the position, Dom, that God chips all the things away in your heart, in my heart, in Joseph's heart, to bring the gold, it's always the gold in us. Thank you so much. Let's give him a big, big hand. Thank you you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I want to give you three points, three points about um, the pride test. Point number one. Don't brag. Stop talking. Start doing. Start doing. Start. Stop talking. Look, Joseph, he talked about, I have a dream from God and one day I will be awesome and people will bow down. He talked and talked and talked and talked and sometimes people talking and talking and talking and after talking, they're still talking and after they talk, they're still talking. They're talking and just talking and God says, shut up, start doing. And that's not the same thing. Talking and doing, it's not the same thing. Joseph was just speaking and talking and God says, Do it, just do it. For example, Moses, an amazing leader in the the Bible, I would say one of the greatest leaders ever uh, in history. And one day he he had an appointment with God, and God said to Moses, Go back to your people and lead them into the promised land. And Moses' reaction was, I'm not a good speaker. What's your name? They will not believe me. They will not follow. And God said, stop talking. Just do whatever you heard. Just go. And this is for me a very good thing because Moses became an amazing leader because he stopped talking and he started doing. And here's the thing, a story from, from my own life. Some month ago, five months ago, I will never forget, it was February it was uh, close before we started our hashtag #Jesus series, and I asked God, "Is there any challenge for me in the 40 days? Should I fast of, of TV or not behave like Swiss people? Is there anything I could do?" And God spoke to me clearly: "Skip sugar for 40 days. No more chocolate, no more ice cream, no more sweets, no more uh, biscuit, no more white sugar." Uh, it sounds like easy for you. If you are healthy eater, easy. But for me, change, difficult. And after 40 days, I did it and managed a pass the thing. And then God asked me my quiet ups, now what are you doing now? I, said, I go back to normal. Now I eat even more than before because I uh, 40 days, nothing. And God said to me, you are crazy. Who Will go back to eating sugar when your body and your soul and your spirit felt stronger than ever. That God, What, 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 what are you, why are you talking? <laughs> and God said to me, What will happen if you skip sugar for one year? I said, What? Is this you, God, talking to me, or is this already the devil? Or this is, who is talking to me? Have you ever had ever this moment? You hear something from God and you don't like it? You can talk as long as you want. God will not change his mind. And God said to me, you hear it one year. And I said, God, okay, I try. I try. Now, uh, I celebrated a week ago five months without white sugar. And I tell you, <clears throat> it's easy to start, but do it, do it. And you know, the good thing is, unless I lost a little bit of weight, this is not this is a good thing for me because I'm already small um, and I feel really stronger. And this is the thing, when, when God tests you or tests me, this becomes my testimony and I could be, there's something in my heart Still now, it doesn't belong to me. That's why, stop talking right now. And if you hear God's voice, start doing. Point number two is stay independent of people's opinions. And this is very important because often it's so important for us what other people think, what other people response of what are you doing. Uh, we had in our church many, many years ago, Ryan Bonkin. I felt like I've, I've told you this story maybe 100 times, but it's for me one of the best quotes. And maybe this quote has a little bit to do with my own story. But he said to all the leaders, when Rainer Ponky was here, he said, I don't live from the praises of people. I don't care if people, they like my message or, or not. I don't care. And he said, and I don't care either if people give me a negative feedback. Because I am led And I'm called from God Almighty. And every Swiss people, we know exactly what he's talking about. Because often, I have to be honest, when I lead the church, when I preach or whatever, I I, I like if if God is moving, I have to be honest. I like if people say, well, it's a good message. And I don't like if people said, yeah, it was a message. I don't like that. And everybody has areas where the feedback of people, the praise is more important than you think. There's a soul. And God has always a moment where God tests our heart why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. I had some years ago, I will never forget, we had the piano player in our church When always when we uh, raised the offering, he just lifted his finger and he pointed down and wherever keyboard... Um, he he found, he started playing a song out of the blue. No preparation, nothing. And he just played. And I will never forget, there was a year in my life where I travelled all over Germany and Austria, I preached in big, big conferences, and there was one particular conference, 5,000 people. Uh, you know, I preach creative and innovative with props and illustrations and everything. This is my style, this is my strength. That's why I'm invited all over. This is my strength. This is, my, this is, my, this is what makes me unique. And I prepared everything for that setting. And when I entered the stage, I heard that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me so clear. You need, you will preach with any prop right now. Everything you've prepared, kick it away. I said, what are you? 5,000 people they have invited me for creative preaching. And God said to me, when you enter the stage, I will give you a Bible verse. You open your Bible with no preparation and just share your heart. And it happens for me for one year. Wherever I preached, I had to preach with no preparation. Now you ask me, how was the message? I don't know. Maybe it was good. Maybe it was weird. I don't know. But there's one thing I know. God tested my heart. Is the stage about me? Or is the stage about Him? It's what you do, it's about you, or it's about Christ. And after one year of testing in that area, God gave me the permission to use props and everything again, and then I said to God, (gasps) I can breathe now. There's always a moment in our life, I tell you, where God tests your heart, God tests your motivation. I have to be honest, I don't like it. But the thing is, God chips things away in my heart, even now, that doesn't belong to me. Joseph, 13 years of chipping things away. What is, what is, what would happen if I say no? Thank you for asking me this question. Think about the people of God that were in the desert on the way to the promised land. Ten times God tested them and ten times they failed. Three times they walked around to the same mountain for 40 years and nobody ever entered the promised land. What is the benefit of saying no to God? You're just a wanderer. You're walking around many times. And God said to me, if you're not taking the challenge of the test, you will never enter into the destiny. Joseph entered the destiny because he passed all the 10 tests. Point number two. Three. Don't wait for the perfect motivation. Often I heard in the church, if your motivation is not right, don't do it. I have to be honest. I'm a pastor for more than 21 years. It's not That will never be the case. Your motivation will never 100% pure. Never, ever, you dreamer do. Never. This is always a process in your heart. And I give you five tips how to die as a proud person. Are you ready? Write it down. I want to help you to die as a proud person. I want to provoke you a little bit because that's the only thing that people... (gasps) Don't get married. If you are married, you have a feedback at home, it's never ending. Can I hear an amen? It is true. If you want to be killed slowly, get married. No, often marriage is beautiful. Yes, of course. On one hand, in the other hand, you have a feedback at home. If this is not enough, don't have children. Children? Children? They're politically incorrect. It was February, and I had a Little Belly, and my oldest son said to me, Daddy, you are fat! I said, you cannot say that! this is politic incorrect you know what he said to me I don't care you still fat if you think God is hard wait until you have children it's even crazy more crazy than God don't be a part of a small group if you're part of a small group there are always people they're pointing their finger in your heart where you need God's healing Is this right Don't serve on a team in church because when you serve, you hurt people. People sometimes say, I'm so disappointed about ISAF. What do you mean by that? About the logo, that building? It's always people. Don't read the Bible because when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you never know what happens. I want to provoke you a little bit, but here's the thing. There is no such thing as doing nothing. When God speaks to you, to your heart, this is the best moment where God chips away things and the gold in you, the anointing in you and even the blessing in you comes forth in a very strong way. Look, here's the thing. When, When God tested Joseph, he always saw a piece, a puzzle piece of the whole picture. Here's a puzzle game. And Joseph always saw just a piece. And here's the position of God. God sees the whole picture for us always a peace Joseph faced a moment when he was by the Pharaoh and he had to explain Pharaoh, Pharaoh, there is a God and he faced the challenge of fear of man and he overcame that, a little bit later he gathered with his brothers and they were not nice to him And he was in the power to kill them. And God asked him, what are you doing with the power that I have given to you? This is a power test. There's another occasion. There was a big uh, famine, famine in the land. And Joseph had a strategy. And that strategy worked very well. And everybody was applauding, praising Joseph. And he faced the test, the pride test. What? Dusted in my heart if I'm successful. Another thing he brought some revenues into the land that no money and nothing and God challenged Joseph to give from the prosperity from the money to share money fruits and foods with those people not even from that land. It was a test. What are you doing with the money that I've given to you? A little bit later he was number two in the land. He was number two in the land. And God asked him, are you ready to work on the talents and the gifts I've given to you? It was actually a gift test. A little bit later, he was in the prison or a little bit before he was in the prison. And he could explain people the dream that God has given to them. And he shared the dreams and explained them why God is what he's doing. And everyone in the prison forgot Joseph. And when you're doing good things to people and they forget you, you know what reaction usually is? It was the last time. I will not help people anymore. And God tested Joseph hard, very, very hard. A little bit later, when, when the brothers stood before him, God asked Joseph, are you ready to forgive? It was the forgiveness test. It was super hard. And there were many, many other tests Many, many other tests. But here's the thing. Please, please underline that. God is not like a mean teacher. He chips things away in your heart that doesn't belong to you. I want to ask you a question in the end. God revealed Joseph a dream. A dream. Why not the tests? Because God is smart. God is so smart. God says to you, you are an evangelist. You are a bank leader. You are a small group leader. And you say, yes, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But all of a sudden, when you are starting leading a small group, your small group is a huge test. And you say, God, dreaming a dream and living the dream is not the same. God knows exactly how to win our hearts. I'll tell you my story in the, in the end of the message. When I started the church at ICF Zurich, I was not the only person. You always start a church with a team. God gave me, by the first conference, a dream, a vision. I saw a stadium of thousands of people. Thousands of people. I've never shared that story before. But after 21 years, I can share those stories. I saw a stadium of people. And God said to me, "In, in the end of your life, you will have released Thousands of leaders and leaders and leaders and leaders around the world. This is your calling. This is your destiny. I said to God, "Count me in." I love the vision. I love the dream. Are you with me? But God didn't told me the flip side. Coaching people—it's hard. After 21 years coaching people, it's hard. You explain them things again and again. They ask you for twice. You speak for one hour. They're going out and doing the same thing again. That's coaching. You think you can change people by coaching? God never told me that building a church is hard work. I felt. When the presence of God is in Isaac, boom, shakalah. And everything is made and the rest is made in China. It was super hard. And God gives us always a dream, a vision, a longing. But God never tells about the journey of tests, chipping things away. And the problem is not the people. The problem is not building a church. It's never the problem people. I have a problem. I have some issues in my heart. In the last 21 years and still now, God is working on my heart. When God tests Pastor Leo Bicker from ICF Zurich, it's not because God is a teacher. There are still things in my heart that are not belonging in my heart. And God is saying, I've built you for greater things. Do you understand the message? It's like a never-ending story. Closing in the beginning what people think they always think all this it's everything is about me that's what the people think in the beginning a little bit later to say oh it's still about me can I bring the next one it's still about me my way and a little bit later at the end it's always all about him And God chips things away, the life of Joseph, in my own life, in your life. It's God brings out the gold in us. The gold in us. And it's always about His name. Closing of the message, we want to have like a, we call it like a Holy Spirit moment. We have on this side a cross and there's also the Lord's Supper. There's a prayer team you can go and pray with people you can lay down on, on the carpet uh, you kneel down in front of the cross there is also a paper with some questions the first one is Jesus I lay down and you can write down things you want to lay down and on the flip side where I need God to intervene and maybe you have you need some miracles you can just fill it out and bring that to the cross as a symbolic act hey, God really change me heal me use me and if God has challenged you in a test, please don't run away. Don't give up. Take the challenge because God brings out the gold in you. The worship team will will lead us in worship, and I want to ask you to stand up in in closing of the message and I would love to in just invite the Holy Spirit because the next minutes it's for me like signs and miracles moments. And thank you Father God for this outstanding story of Joseph. You transformed his life from a guy full of pride into a guy who had an amazing destiny. And in 13 years you just changed and transformed his heart step by step a little bit more. And this is for me a very encouraging story because you are not finished with me. And Holy Spirit I heard you so many times speaking to my heart, speaking to my soul and of some reasons, I always felt, God, that's not fair. But right now, you gave me a revelation that you're chipping those things away. They does not belong to my heart, to my journey. And God, here I am. Use me for your glory, use me for your kingdom because the day when i received jesus christ when we said yes to christ we said we said god you live in me i'm not living longer in me you live in me everything what i have what i own belongs to you it's not my name anymore not about my kingdom anymore my dreams and my vision it's all about you christ and holy spirit right now i want to ask you fall down with your fire of healing of forgiveness of restoration of revelations right now is there any area in my life where god wants to test me give me give me right now a new perspective a new attitude that you are not against me that you're not mean that you're not rough and tough you will bless me you are for me you're not against me and you have decided you will bring the best out of me And i want to ask you right now in the presence of god either you worship praise and worship jesus christ right now or you're going to the altar for the lord's supper to the prayer team you're going to the cross so you fill out this paper but right now the next minute this is a moment where i believe from the bottom of my heart signs and miracles takes place when people of god crying out to god for help he will hear he will intervene and he's here right now please worship christ going to the altar write it down Need the prayer team. This is your moment. Come on, Ben.